0: Hey all, welcome back to the Seize Life's Moments podcast. For today's episode, we are going to talk about seizure triggers. It's important to know what seizure triggers are because it will help manage epilepsy. I'll go through all possible trigger factors. I'll also provide tips and tricks on how people can avoid them. So let's get started. People with epilepsy have to adjust their lifestyle in order to stay away from their seizure triggers. It is an absolute must to track all seizures because you may be able to see unique trends that can help you discover what your triggers are. Before I go over them, I'll start with what exactly a seizure trigger is. A trigger is when you're experiencing a certain situation or event that may provoke or increase seizures. When you experience a trigger, your brain's abnormal electrical activity can go even more haywire, resulting in a seizure. Triggers happen without warning, anytime or anywhere. Some people might think that triggers cause epilepsy. That is not the case. Triggers just play a role in increasing your chance of having a seizure. They are different for everyone, just like how there are different types of epilepsy, different types of seizures, and now we are talking about different types of triggers. I'll start with the most common types of triggers. In 2013, there was a study where 405 participants who were people with epilepsy tracked down their trigger factors every time they had a seizure. 89% of the participants reported at least one trigger. The most common reported triggers in this study were missing medication, sleep deprivation, emotional stress, and fatigue. I'll go through each of these findings from the study, starting with the most reported trigger factor, and that is missing your anticonvulsant medication. It is necessary to set reminders for taking your medication. Personally, I use the basic phone alarm, but there are also apps to help remind you to take your medications. Some are free, while others you do pay for. I will name a few apps later in this episode. I experienced this trigger of missing my medication. This happened when I had to wait on getting a prior authorization approved with my health insurance. A prior authorization is when your insurance company needs to approve your medication with your doctor and if your insurance plan covers that medication. This takes at least three days sometimes even longer depending on the drug and the insurance plan you have. My prior authorization took longer than expected, which resulted in me not having my medication approved. I had two back-to-back seizures that lasted long and I ended up in the hospital. I was so mad and scared at the same time. It was not in my control, like I didn't miss my phone alarm. It was the prior authorizations. They are definitely a pain. After that experience, I've learned to always be very proactive with my doctor, consistently calling my health insurance company and my pharmacy to get the status of a new prescription that needs to be refilled. Pharmacists have become my best friends. The next common trigger is sleep deprivation. If you don't get enough sleep, that may bring on a seizure. I mean, sleep is very important to everyone. Everyone should be getting a good night's rest. However, sleep deprivation aggravates epilepsy. The research around sleep deprivation and epilepsy is complex and somewhat unclear. What we do know is that the normal sleep-wake cycle is associated with changes in the brain's electrical and hormonal activity. Given that, there are some sleep deprivation tests you take, like EEGs, If you are sleep-deprived during those tests, your brain lights up with some abnormal electrical spikes. But for some people, the EEG test can come back normal, which we will get into later this season. Sleep is definitely a trigger for me. When I was in the hospital for a one-week stay, the nurse would check in on me and wake me up every single time if I started to close my eyes. The point of doing this was to provoke a seizure when I was taking the EEG test. Sure enough, it worked. I did have a couple seizures at the hospital. If you're not glued up to the EEG test, then here are some tips for a good sleep. Try to have a strict sleep time on both weekdays and weekends. For example, waking up and going to bed at the same time. Aim for seven to nine hours of sleep. Avoid alcohol and heavy meals before going to sleep. No electronics before bedtime, no phone, no using your computer, and avoid watching television. Keep your room at a comfortable and cool temperature. Have your bedroom be as dark as possible. Have a wind-down period like reading a book, journaling, or meditation. When you get into the bed, make sure those sheets are tight, your pillows are fluffy, and your blankets are cozy. Then I'm sure you will have a peaceful sleep every night. Moving on to emotional stress as a common trigger. Overall, stress is not good for anyone, whether you have epilepsy or not. Studies have found that chronic stress and high levels of cortisol can provide long term changes in the way the brain is structured and its connectivity. Cortisol is known as the stress hormone, it's your body's natural fight or flight hormone response to stress. Having high cortisol can have lasting effects on your overall health. Stress is different for everyone, and it can affect people in different ways and at different times. Maybe it's stress from major life events, or it could be everyday activities, whether it's good or bad. For people with epilepsy, managing stress is more challenging because the brain's abnormal electricity fires up depending on how some may react to stress. Here are some things we can all do to learn how to manage stress. We can lower stress by exercising regularly, eating a healthy diet, doing yoga, practicing mindfulness, meditating, going to therapy, or whatever relaxation or stress management technique works for you. I would say emotional stress is the number one trigger for me. There have been multiple times where I would be stressed out, anxious, and overanalyzing everything about the littlest things. It was a super waste of energy for my brain and my body. I'll give you an example of when I had a seizure in a stressful situation. It was when I traveled to a business meeting and I had to present reports for a client, which I was nervous about. But I absolutely hate flying and am anxious the whole time from takeoff to landing. All these negative and anxious emotions were spinning in my mind. And the night before the business trip, I had a seizure. It was a struggle traveling the next day after my seizure. But a positive was that the meeting went well and I got through the flight okay. The last common trigger in the study was fatigue. Fatigue is a feeling of tiredness or exhaustion that can be mental, physical, or even both. Some examples can be overexerting yourself while working out, or maybe you're tired from a disrupted sleep. You can also be tired if you're depressed, but there are side effects from epilepsy medication that can cause tiredness. There are a lot of different circumstances where fatigue may be a trigger in some people with epilepsy. So if you have a seizure, jot it down if you were tired before. Here are some ways to improve tiredness and fatigue. Get good sleep. Eat healthy. When you exercise, exercise at your own pace. When I'm in a workout class, I always feel like I need to keep up with everyone. But having seizures, I know how much my body can take so I don't try to keep up with the class anymore. There have been a couple times where I've had a seizure when I've done hot yoga, kickboxing, and even Pilates. It feels like epilepsy doesn't want me to work out, but I push through it. Here are some tips if you do attend an exercise class. Get there early, tell the instructor you have epilepsy, and if you do happen to have a seizure, instruct them on what they need to do. They will appreciate it. Okay, so now you know some of the common triggers that were reported in the study. Let's go over a few more triggers that are less common, alcohol and drugs. Drinking a lot of alcohol or doing drugs may be a trigger for some people with epilepsy. If you do drink alcohol heavily and you stop suddenly, then you may have withdrawal seizures. For me, I love a good glass of red wine with a nice steak dinner. Although, some doctors say no drinking at all, while others say one glass is okay. Drinking alcohol really depends on the medications you take, your types of seizures, and your medication side effects. I would ask your doctor about the correlation of drinking alcohol with your medications. For drugs, we all know the bad drugs to stay away from. But later in the season, we will discuss a very hot topic, which is marijuana, CBD, and epilepsy. Another less common trigger, flashing lights. Okay, a lot of people think flashing lights is a trigger for everyone who has epilepsy. And there has been media around it, especially with the latest Star Wars movie. They warned people with epilepsy about the flashing lights in the movie, you know, which is good to warn people about. But what they don't know is that 3% of people have flashing lights as a seizure trigger. People who have a certain type of epilepsy are triggered by flashing lights or sometimes even noises. It is called reflex epilepsy. There have been a couple of instances where people assumed that flashing lights can provoke my seizures. They think epilepsy and then, oh, flashing lights can cause your seizures. But I correct them and tell them I have a different kind of epilepsy and no, I am not affected by flashing lights. Another less common trigger is actually for women, and that is menstrual cycles. There are women who have more seizures that happen around their monthly menstrual cycle. Hormone changes during menstrual cycles are most likely to increase seizure frequency. And there is a type of epilepsy for hormonal changes in women. It is called catamenial epilepsy. Yes, another epilepsy type. (laughs) When I was first diagnosed and learning about all these triggers and epilepsy types, I started tracking my seizures around my menstrual cycle. I showed the data to my doctor and I am not affected by this trigger or I don't have catamenial epilepsy. Another seizure trigger is diet or eating habits. Certain foods can alter brain chemistry. It is very important to eat a balanced diet and know which foods or drinks can cause a seizure. There is a popular diet that works for some people with epilepsy, and I'm sure you've heard of it. It's the ketogenic diet where you eat high fats and low carbohydrate foods. With the diet being low in carbohydrates, fats become the primary fuel instead. And studies have shown that the brain and body can work very well on fats and ketones. Ketones are an alternative fuel that is made in your liver when there is not enough sugar or glucose for energy. Usually, the keto diet is used in children with seizures that do not respond to medications, and children have shown a 50% reduction in their seizures. 10% to 15% of children have even become seizure-free. Adults can also benefit from the keto diet. This prompted a further study in adults many years later. In 1999, 11 adults, 9 being women, aging from 19 to 45 years old, went on to the ketogenic diet. At eight months, six people had less than a 50% seizure reduction, and the other three had a 90% improvement. These were similar to most studies of children. There is a lot of information on the keto diet and epilepsy, so later in the season, we will be talking about all things related to living the keto, low-carb lifestyle. As for drinks, look out for caffeine. Too much caffeine can trigger a seizure. I absolutely love cold brews. One time I had so many delicious cold brews, but then I had a seizure. I didn't think the cold brew provoked my seizure until it happened a couple times. So now I have to monitor my caffeine intake. All right. We went over all the seizure triggers people with epilepsy can experience. There are people who've had epilepsy for years and know exactly what their seizure triggers are. If you're newly diagnosed, it's important to note when you have a seizure so you can discover what your triggers are. If you don't know what provoked a seizure, here are some tips on tracking it. As I mentioned earlier, there are a ton of seizure detection apps. I'll name a few popular ones. Epilepsy Journal is a free app designed primarily for logging your seizures as they happen, They organize the information you provide and give you a visualization of any trends or patterns. Seizure Tracker is another free app that helps you log in all your notes from the seizure's duration, any triggers you've noticed, upload videos, and what happened after the seizure. They also have graphs you can see. Instead of downloading an app, you can just write the seizure in a paper journal if you wish. Every time you have a seizure, jot it down the day and time it was at, how long the seizure was, any side effects before or after, medication changes, and how long it took to recover. Or any other notes like what you did that day, what you ate that day. Maybe you had too many cold brews like I did. Uh, Maybe you exercised too hard or you were stressed about something. The more details, the better. What I do to track my seizures is through a Google form. I created a simple Google form and added these questions to the form. The length of the seizure, the time of the seizure, and then other additional notes. When I have a seizure, I submit the form either on my computer or on my phone. Again, it's super helpful to journal or use apps to track seizures. Show these notes to your doctor, and you may see certain trends and patterns. It might take some time to know what your triggers are, but once you nail down what those triggers are, you'll adjust your lifestyle for the better. This will help manage your epilepsy. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Seize Life's Moments podcast to chat about seizure triggers. I am not a doctor or a nurse. I'm just a person who has epilepsy. Today, we've learned that the most common seizure triggers are missing your anticonvulsant medication, sleep deprivation, emotional stress, and fatigue. The less common seizure triggers are alcohol, drugs, flashing lights, women's menstrual cycle, and eating a healthy diet. It's very important to journal and track your seizures, the length, time, and any other things you are doing. You may discover any trends or patterns that may lead you to know what your seizure triggers are. Head over to my website, www.seedslicemoments.com, and review additional show notes about triggers, tracking apps, and download the Google form I use and check it out. If you are enjoying this podcast, please let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. Until next time, signing off.